What's uh, what's the book you're reading? That is uh, "Behave" by Robert Sapolsky. Oh, oh, He's you a, just started, or uh, relatively recently started? I guess. <laughs> what's it about? He is a um, neurologist and primatologist, so he oh. studies monkeys and brains. <laughs> and that's primatologist is the monkey. Correct. Primate yeah. study of primates. Yeah. And he, uh, he's written a number of books uh, that I've read, uh, but he's somebody who looks at human behavior and wh- what the causes of the human behavior are. Really? Particularly in the case of this book is aggression, but uh, it applies to all human behavior. What's this guy's name again? Robert Sapolsky. I can't have to remember that. Oh, he's that's... a professor at Stanford. He got a MacArthur Genius Grant a few years ago. He's a very smart, incredibly ge- smart uh, <laughs> guy and uh, speaks with a lot of humor and whatnot. He's a very... Engaging scientists to listen to. Oh, that's really cool. You, that's a uh, interest of yours. Do you like reading up on that stuff? Or? I, I mean, I like stuff about the human brain. Oh, really? Um, I'm really interested in why people do what they do, and yeah, I'm the same way. Are you? Are, oh, yeah. do, you do you read about uh, <laughs> neuroscience? No, I do not. <laughs> yeah, I'm still really lazy with reading. Yeah, um, it's something I'm trying to force myself to do more, but it's just like something I'm so not used to. Yeah. To like actually like sit down and read a book. Yeah, I, I mean I love it. I've I read nonfiction almost exclusively, but uh, yeah. a large percentage of that is uh, about either human psychology or the brain or yeah. just why people do what they do and yeah that kind of stuff. It's it's something that fascinates me to no end. Yeah, are you very like observant person? I I don't know that I would say that. I, I mean, no, no more so than than most people. But really? there are areas in which I'm probably more observant, and areas in which like I'm what? completely like, uh, oblivious. <laughs> well, I'm oblivious too. But like, what's something you're really observant on? Like, what's something of like human behavior that you like notice a lot? Um. Gosh, what you're only putting me in a position where I can respond and sound like a, an arrogant prick. Oh, uh, please do. That's okay. I'm an arrogant <laughs> prick, so uh, it works. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I. It's difficult to say. Like, it, it's one of those things where other people's behavior is a lot easier to observe what's going on than your own. Yeah. So, like, I have a lot of blind spots with regard to my own behavior. But, like, when I look at my daughter or I look at other people, yeah. It's often a lot easier to see what's going on or, you know, or at least what I think is going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I have the great joy of not ever having my ideas falsified. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm just deluding myself into thinking I know what's going on. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, see, that's like uh, what I do. Like, <laughs> I just assume. And that's a dangerous thing because I just assume what other people are doing. It is. But, I mean, you can't help but assume. Like, you're, yeah. You're, and, again, this goes back to my interest in the human brain. And, like, your, your brain is constantly making predictions and constantly putting together models of why th- things went the way they did so that you can't stop that from happening. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the best you can do is realize that, oh, m- often m- my brain is making these decisions based on biases or heuristics that I have that aren't really accurate, and so I should uh, take everything I think with a grain of salt and yeah. try to be humble uh, when going forth in the world and try to you know, challenge my ideas whenever possible. But you can only do what you can do. Oh, Wow. See, this is like smart answers. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to Jethro Nolan. That's me. <laughs> I, I'm, the, I'm the non-Alex Kramer voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, try to decide which one is which. Yeah, I, I think it should be pretty simple. <laughs> I'm so happy you did, agreed to do this. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for asking. I'm, yeah. I'm more than happy to talk about myself for an hour. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just amazed do. that there are people who are interested enough to listen. Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, that's what people keep reminding me because I'm always nervous to like ask people like, like, oh, they want to do my podcast, and then like Matt Grant, uh, a guy we both know, he's like, yeah, yeah, dude, just anyone in comedy likes to talk about themselves. Oh yeah, yeah? I mean, I, 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 I would, I, I think the words in comedy aren't even necessary for that sentence. People, people like the, themselves. People like to talk about themselves. They like to feel important, and like particularly from a podcast perspective, you know, if if somebody says no to you, you're no worse off. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's why I remind yeah. myself all the time. Yeah. Make, yeah. make the world say no to you, because more often than not, it won't. It'll be like, okay, you want to do that? Go right, go right ahead. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That's such a sweet perspective. Because like, I've learned that now. Because like, mm-hmm. like, back a few years ago, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's okay. You didn't. Oh, yeah. Um, like, a few years ago, like, that would like, destroy me. Like, I would yeah. just be way too shy. Like, on, like, the multiple podcasts I did before this one, I was so like, shy to ask people like, out of like, my 
social circle yeah. and like like community. Yeah. Like I probably like a few years ago, I probably wouldn't have asked you, because like I had this weird thing with you. Like what is what is the weird thing with me? Because <laughs> like the first time I ever talked to you, I was so nervous because I had it in my head. I had this idea of you because like when I first started. You're like the guy everyone talked about. You're like, oh my god, oh boy, yeah, yeah, in, no, in a yeah. bad way. No, no, no bad ways. No, okay. no, 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 no. It was like, um, it was like, oh, he's so great. He's so good at improv. It was like praise. Keep, just, keep, keep talking. <laughs> he's so good at what he does. Yeah, and handsome, he, handsome. Oh yeah, right, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's hot too. Yeah, and that, that's the reason I was so nervous to get uh, talk to you because you were so good looking. Oh well, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's crazy to me though. Like it's something, and I, I mean. And again, this is going to sound narcissistic. <laughs> like I understand how people have that perception of me. Yeah. But for me, like I'm still yeah the fat teenager that doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Oh so, yeah. Uh, and also like having been to you know Chicago for a while, like I, I have improvisers that I sort of put on that pedestal. Really. I'm, I'm just a dude. Yeah. Like I'm just a, a guy who's trying to figure shit out and like doing everybody the else. best he can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like what I've learned so much like me and like I still I still get a little shy when I meet certain yeah. people but like then like you quickly snap out of it yeah like I mean I, I think our brains again back to the oh, this tonight's <laughs> secret word is brain uh, <laughs> but like we're really good at worrying about shit that will never happen yeah like we we worry about just social consequences for things that are completely unlikely and yeah. uh, I think it, as long as you approach people in good faith and oh yeah and and some people will say, you know be jerks and say no and or or whatever, but that's that's that says more about them than, than about it does us. about you. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I just remember like the first time I ever talked to you, uh, it was like at uh, Say Day. Yeah. Uh, which is for non improv uh, imp- people who listen to this, it's a day where everybody like in the comedy community would get together and compliment each other and you know. You say the nice things, things. about somebody yeah. before they die, rather than <laughs> wait until they die uh, and then to make a day about yes, yes. Yeah. Um, who was that? Um, Jason Chin was a, a gentleman who died. Uh, he was an improviser in Chicago. Yeah. And he was really big at the I.O. for, uh, I don't know, a decade or two. But he yeah. was there when I was uh, there. Yeah. And after he passed away, um, T.J. Jagodowski, another Chicago improviser, yeah. uh, said, hey, I was thinking about the, the memorial thing we did for Jason, and wouldn't it be nice if we said all that stuff while people were still alive? Yeah. And he looked at, say, on a telephone keypad, and it was 729. So that's why... We did it on July 29th. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love those things. It's and a I just, great idea. Yeah, and I just remember, like, I talked to you, and I just had, like, in my head, because that was before, like, I really uh, was more involved in the theater, and I was just like, oh, my God, I'm going to talk to Jethro Nolan. You're very nice to me. And I remember, like, you had to go talk to other people, then you came back and talked to me, and you were trying to, like, ask me about, like, oh, who are the comedy people you like? And I don't know that much about comedy, so I just mm. started, like, spouting out random names of people. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Saturday Night Live, I like these people, and mm. I know this thing. I started just naming comedy references at you, yeah. and you're like, uh, okay. And then, like, knowing my brain, uh, how it was back then, I immediately just thought the worst. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, I, like, I freaked out Jethro Nolan. Like, like, I know now, like, oh, I was just in my head, but, like, back then, like, I was, I felt so bad. Also, like, my social graces are, like... Medium at best. Really? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, for me, if left to my own devices, I would just be in the corner with a book while other people were doing things. Like, really? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not into large groups of people. The, the only thing, the only reason it appears that I am is because at Arcade, I feel like I know most people, so it's a lot easier for me. But if you put me in a room full of strangers, it's... Oh yeah, it's a very uh, different <laughs> situation. You, you very different Jethro Nolan in that context. <laughs> Are you like good at like work functions? Or, like, uh, yeah, I would say yeah. Yeah. Are you Are you like the same at the theater as you are at work? Are you more like well, like it's work, so you're more professional. But like, you're, you, you, let's are, hope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, I, like, are you more like um, I don't know? Do you joke around with people at work? Not nearly as much. Like. For a couple reasons. Number one, like I'm in work, I'm more focused on getting whatever work done yeah. needs to be done. Also, I'm a client-facing person now, so I'm in like a salesy type role. So oh, really? the last thing that the customer wants is somebody who's <laughs> trying to put on a comedy performance. And also, I, I have an outlet for it, so it's not like I need to get that out. Oh yeah, in front of the the audience of my coworkers. Oh yeah. But I also don't want to be known as the funny guy at work because then you're that's a sentence worse than death. Oh. Yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Like, 
surprisingly, like, like I did that when I worked at a restaurant. I would try to be like really silly. Yeah. But like and then, like at the other jobs I've worked at, I kind of just go like, yeah, I kind of just want to just do my job and like go home. Yeah. You you know how like yeah. on Thanksgiving or, or Christmas meals, like yeah. your family will say you should put that in one of your skits or whatever. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. if if you're the funny guy at work, then that's you know five days a week that people are <laughs> doing that kind of shit. Oh yeah. Like I I get those kind of references all the time. Like mm-hmm. people just say like random things about comedy and like ah. Like, has anyone from your work come see you perform? Uh, yeah, occasionally. I, I, I don't promote uh, theater stuff at, w- uh, at, work. at, at work, and only a, a very few number of folks at my work are... Uh, I, I mean, I'm very much George Costanza. I want to keep the worlds apart. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember you telling me that one time when I took a class of yours. You're like, I, I like the separate worlds, Yeah, which I, I, I can agree with. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not very good at doing two things at once. So I'm like an extreme monotasker. I'm like I'm either being funny Jethro or I'm Jeff Nolan, software procurement professional. <laughs> software what? Procurement. Oh. So my company helps uh, make software that helps uh, large companies manage the money that they spend. Oh. It's. <laughs> no, I, I was excited listening to it. Yeah, I mean, you're you're the one. <laughs> You don't go after a long day and like tell Christy, your wife, and you just go like, hey, guess what I did at work? Uh, Christy has <laughs> so little curiosity about what I do for work. She's like, did the check cash? Good. All right. Keep doing whatever it is. Oh. <laughs> like, wh- my company could make refrigerators. I don't think Christy would notice the difference. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that doesn't seem to bother you. No, no. I, I mean, yeah. it, it, in a way, it's like it's a lot easier for me to do my my day job because i don't have any ego tied to it yeah like in a way that if i do comedy and fail at that then i often interpret that as saying something about me oh yeah as opposed to oh i just haven't learned how to do that uh so (laughs) it's one of the things that i think that that helped me back uh more in my comedic career is that i i too often took the opportunity to be personally hurt when i when my comedy product didn't didn't do well oh yeah uh, and and shying away from the ability to try something risky, uh, rather than you know, rather than going out and trying something risky that may or may not fail, um, I would go with something a little bit easier that I already knew that would succeed, and that sort of led me to not grow as much as I might have grown. Wow. Yeah. Gee, man. Like I go through like the same <laughs> kind of stuff, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, uh, the one team I'm on, we do a lot of just, like, based in reality type of stuff, so I can't mm-hmm. really, like, go, like, do crazy stuff. And that's fine, but just, like, there are times where I just go, like, oh, I kind of done something more. Yeah. And it's been, like, on the back of my mind uh, sometimes. Yeah, but it's also a, a, a group thing. Like, your group has to want to go in that direction. Like, oh, if yeah. you're the only one, then you're going <laughs> to be like, hey, pulling everybody in. <laughs> and, every you know, everybody, every group finds its own sort of language. And that's why it's good to mix it up and play with different people and oh, different yeah. groups so you can find somebody who speaks the sort of same language that you do creatively and, and likes to do the t- same type of stuff. I mean, you've had those type of groups, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been very lucky in that I've, I've gotten to work with a lot of different groups and uh, a lot of groups that lasted a very long time. Um, yeah. And, and some groups that didn't. But, <laughs> but oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's, been, it's been wonderful to be exposed to a lot of different performance styles and a lot of different... Um, comedy types and it, it just I, I think makes me a, a better well-rounded comedic performer having done oh yeah you things. learn all the different stuff you learn all like did you do a lot of music improv uh not a ton uh i i did like um musical reviews in college oh. uh, for a community theater but they weren't comedic in, at all they we basically play karaoke tapes and then we would sing broadway <laughs> hits uh for oh, really? a bunch of really what old are people. music reviews so it's Rather than having a plot, you just take songs that are already popular from a variety of different Broadway musicals, and you yeah. just sing those. And by the way, we secured no rights whatsoever. For oh, really? It was a small community theater <laughs> in Bryan, Texas. It's not oh. like ASCAP is going to fly in with helicopters and a SWAT team <laughs> and be like, give us our 95 cents. <laughs> you played. I can hear the people sing. <laughs> or do you hear the people sing? Sorry. Wow. I, I fucked That's up. That's Lee Rob, right? It is. Oh, it yeah. Is. Oh, yeah. Excellent catch, even though I flubbed the title. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so the ah, crap, because like immediately where my went, 
my mind went with that. I was like, you just, I thought you did music reviews. Like, you did musical reviews. Oh, no, no. R E V U E S. Okay, that's what I thought. I E W. Okay, so it was just like random musicals that had nothing to do with each other, and you just sing them? Yeah, so the guy, the director would have a cast, and he would, he would have some sort of loosely threaded thing. Like, one was, all these dead celebrities are in heaven, and they're all singing their greatest hits. <laughs> That is a real show that I did. Oh, really? What celebrity were you? I was Robert Preston, and I sang songs from The Music Man. Oh, was that the guy who played The Music Man? He played Her- Professor Harold Hill. Oh, really? Like in the movie? In the, in the film, The Music Man. I'm sure he also did it on Broadway. Oh. Yeah. Do you know? Or do you... I don't know that factually, but I am, I'm willing to take a... A, a giant take, leap. Take my unwarranted white man confidence and say, yes, he did that, even yeah. though I have no factual knowledge that he did. Uh-uh. I mean, I believe you said it with a lot of confidence. That's right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's if you didn't bring up the part, we're like, oh, I don't know. If you just said, like, yeah, he did it, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, and that's part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. is that I, I am given unwarranted uh, believability. Like, oh, yeah, like, yeah uh, that guy I, knows what he's talking about. Because I was overly confident in how I presented the information. Because <laughs> a lot of people don't look up stuff. A lot of people are just oh, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, okay. Yeah, and I, that bites me in the ass all the time. Like I'm vastly, and this happens in improv constantly, where I'm vastly overconfident about a piece of information, and then find out, oh, I'm terribly wrong. It happened uh, dinner with an Olin's in January. Like uh, we were doing a scene with Andrea Weatherald, and she said that Elizabeth Gilbert um, of Eat, Pray, Love fame wrote yeah. Coyote Ugly, and I, my brain was like. Argh. <laughs> incorrect. Eat, pray, love, and Coyote Ugly are not similar products. Uh, and she was 100% right. Oh, really? <laughs> I was 100% wrong. I didn't know that was a book, Coyote Ugly. Uh, I, I guess so. I, I think it was. It started as a magazine article oh, and then really? became... Uh, I, I don't know if it was a book, but I think she wrote the screenplay. <laughs> oh, okay. In yeah. fact, I'm 100% certain <laughs> she wrote only a screenplay and not okay, a book. Okay, well, you sound right. I'm not going to look it up. There we go. Nor, <laughs> nor should any of the listeners. <laughs> For fear of proving me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Don't breaking break my incredibly fragile confidence. <laughs> Don't stop Jethro on the street. Just yeah. assume that he's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie? Uh, I saw the first twenty minutes of it when I was traveling for business and then I was like, Yeah, this is I don't need to not see my this. not my gig. Yeah. Like yeah, there's some movies, there's some movies where you can just go like, Yeah, I don't need to watch this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I just go like, Yeah, I'll get it. Life life is too short <laughs> to spend consuming mediocre. Uh, entertainment. Yeah. I mean, like, did you ever watch Mediocre Entertainment? Like, did you ever watch Oh, it yeah. Right? I mean, I grew up on uh, crappy movies in the 80s. Like, oh, my yeah. parents had HBO. So, I, I just, uh, Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon just came on uh, Netflix. Yeah, I was um, watching that on New couple, Year's yeah, Eve. Yeah, and you posted the same William H. Macy <laughs> thing that I did. Oh, yeah, I think, oh, my God, yeah. That, that's the only scene he's in in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's a, that's a horribly mediocre film. Oh, my God, um, yeah. Big Trouble in Little China. Um, not a good movie, but boy, is it fun and enjoyable. Um, there's a really awful movie, um, that, so after Carrie came out, which is about, uh, a a teenage girl using telekinetic powers to kill her, um, classmates, yeah, kill her classmates after they've mercilessly teased her. Yeah. Um, there was a movie starring Scott Bayo and Willie Ames called Zapped, which is what if a teenage boy had these powers? Oh yeah. And he surprisingly used his telekinetic powers to see boobs. And, wow, so and smoked dope. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a horrible <laughs> film, but boy, do I love it! <laughs> oh, Scatman Carruthers plays a, a gym coach, and he gets accidentally high by going over to an, inser- uh, an incinerator after the boys have tried to get rid of their weed, and then he oh. has this fever dream that's got part animation in it. It's it's so bad, but I I, I love it so dearly. I have to write that down. Zapped with Scott Baio. Yeah. Scott Baio. Oh my God, that guy's everywhere now. Uh, not now. But he was in the 80s. It was a joke, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. See, I could have said that with more confidence, and then you wouldn't believe try, me. Try it again. Okay. Uh, yeah, with uh, Scott Baio. Yeah, he's everywhere. Ah! <laughs> 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 oh, thank you. Oh, my yeah. God. That, that boosted up my confidence there so much. Go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It'll like, be $5. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let me pay you right now. Oh, God. Why did I invite you on the podcast if I had to pay you? Uh, no, it's just my. <laughs> whenever I give an improv note, that's five bucks. <laughs> that's why no one asks for your opinion. That, there you go. <laughs> that's okay. I give it anyway. Uh, yeah, do you? Do you ever like? I try not to, but I'm. I'm, I'm sure there are a, l- a long list of people who, <laughs> if if there were, if this were a call-in show, people would be calling. Yeah, no, Jethro gives his opinion when it's unsolicited <laughs> on numerous occasions. Like, have you ever done that? Like after a show, where we? I mean, hmm, this is a bit like blunt, but like. You've never like gone up to someone and go like, "Wow, that sucked." 
Um, have you ever done that? No, I'm I'm very careful to withhold my opinion unless solicited, just because of the position that I hold at Arcade. Like, oh yeah, I don't want I, the last thing I want is people thinking that I'm going to tell them how to do stuff. Like, I want to give coaches and teams the freedom to do their own thing. Oh and, yeah, and it, I'm more than happy to provide feedback if asked, but. Uh, yeah, I'm, you don't go straight up and go like, yeah. "Wow, geez, you guys!" Like, <laughs> yeah, even for shows that we that we produce, like Christy and I produce uh, the Hoot Nanny and Dinner with the Nolans, like we don't generally note those <laughs> performers after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just um, yeah. Now, like thinking about it, and, like talking to other improvisers, that would like if like you or like one of the other owners like did that, they'd be like worried. Not everybody, yeah. but there'd be like a few people just going like, "Oh my god!" Like Jethro, like told it like. Jethro like made a comment or something. Yeah, yeah. I know a few people. I know like I know there were some people who would go like, oh, okay, but they were like talking to some people. They'd just be like, oh my god, uh, what does that mean? They'd be like, yeah, you know, they'd yeah. be going like that downward spiral of like, oh my, yeah. like is our show? Am I not allowed to like perform here now? Yeah, that, yeah. That, so that's never the like you'd have to <laughs> go pretty far before we would be like, oh, you can't ever perform it. Have you ever abandoned anybody? Um. There, like perform. I mean, there are there are comics we won't book. Oh yeah. Um, or I should say, comic. Actually, never mind. He, uh, the oh, gentleman who I, recently I, recently passed away, that we were like, oh, I know who you're talking him. about. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, um, <laughs> but there there are, uh, unless somebody is like willfully, you know, racist or sexist or homophobic or something like yeah. repeatedly, then I I, I can't imagine it, it would. It would take a lot for us to, or is somebody is like a sexual assailant or something like that. Yeah. Like, I would say it's very, 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 very rare. Like oh, yeah. somebody incidentally doing something in character in a show as a one-off is. Yeah. You know, everybody. Everyone understands. A lot of people have done that. Yeah. yeah. I've done that before. Yeah. Oh, I, I have too. Oh yeah, and just uh, it's good to get that like people are going like, hey, you don't don't do that. Yeah. But again, we <laughs> yeah. want we want to build a system such that like coaches can provide that feedback rather than. You know, Jethro having to do it, or because I do, <laughs> yeah. I, I do get that people respond to things differently at Arcade because I say it. And as much as I would like to disabuse people of the notion that I'm, you know, authoritative in any way, like oh, yeah. I'm just a guy who's been doing this a little bit longer. Oh, yeah. Well, you own the theater. There is some authority in that. Uh, I mean, we we run the theater. We don't own it because it's a not for profit. Oh, so oh, no one yeah, technically yeah. owns it. Yeah. The board could vote tomorrow, and I hope they don't. But they could <laughs> be like, "Hey, Jethro." You're no longer uh, in a position of authority, and then the theater. I would get zero dollars. Oh, re- oh, yeah. yeah. And then you go like, oh yeah. No, by the yeah. way, watch uh, Coyote Ugly. Finish. Yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> I don't think the board has the authority to make me watch Coyote Ugly. Uh, <laughs> like they're gonna lock the door and be like, finish it now. Wow, that would be a that would be a crazy power move for them to do. <laughs> hey, you know how our uh, our government is. Yeah, that's my one political comment. You know. Eh? Oh, Washington. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, the watch you the those knuckleheads. They'll make you watch bad movies. Ugh. God, if that if that were all they were <laughs> yeah, screwing up. Yeah. yeah, if that's all they were doing. Oh god. But uh, yeah, I mean, so I mean, we don't have to go through your whole history. I've heard a little bit of your history, so we don't have to go through all of it. But like, um, um, you want me to tell you just a highlight reel? Yeah, I, like uh, I'm trying to think. Because I've heard some stuff. I've heard like the whole like uh, you're at Chili's and yeah. like um, I think you said like oh because it was the only bar that was open and mm-hmm. then like the Second City people came in. Yep. You talked to them. Was it like someone famous was in there? Yeah. Or? Um. So this is back in uh, March of 1995. Uh, my college improv troupe, Freudian Slip from Texas A&M <laughs> University, drove up to Waco, Texas, to see the Second City Touring Company, and. Yeah. Uh, we went to a Chili's afterwards, and <laughs> so did the Second City Touring Company because Waco, Texas, is not <laughs> like a, a party. A, it's not a party town. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we went up to them and said, "Hey, we really enjoyed your show. We've been reading Truth and Comedy, yada yada yada." And then is that the Del Close book, or uh, that is the the. It used to be like one of one of the probably the only book about long form improv, and now they're scads. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were both in that company, along with uh, Francis Collier and um, Ali Faranakian and uh, Kevin Dorf and Bill Cott. Um, and they gave us Sharna's number, and we called, and then that Memorial Day, we went up and we did a workshop at I.O. in Chicago with Sharna and Dell. Oh. It was really cool. And then we drove back, and then my senior <laughs> year, we just did long form, long form, long form, long form. <laughs> 
And you grew up in Texas, right? Um, for the most part, yeah. From like the age of ten on, I lived. Uh, was born in Atlanta, Georgia, and then moved to Hong Kong for four years. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Yeah. Wait, like Hong Kong. Where's Hong Kong? <laughs> I like you're like wait like Hong Kong I'm Hong Kong yeah the, are are there more than one are there Hong's Kong yeah uh, no there's the one Hong Kong it's a small island off of the uh, southeastern tip of China you lived in Hong Kong I lived in Hong Kong for four years back when it was still a British colony really yeah oh my god it's amazing how old were you when you lived um, there it was kindergarten through third grade oh my god do you know any Chinese? Any, any Cantonese? No, I don't. Um, I mean, I know very, very little. I can sing We Wish You a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. <laughs> I can say hello, how are you? And I yeah. can tell you to go fuck your mother. Oh, really? Those are the three things. How do you things. say go fuck your mother? Ooh. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what seven-year-old Jethro thought was worthy of his time abroad. Like, oh, you're spending four years in a major cosmopolitan city with uh, numerous international influences. What are you going to learn? Oh, you're going to learn how to... So tell somebody to go fuck their mother. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're seven years old. I mean, That's true. Yeah, trust me. I wasn't swearing when I was seven. I was too afraid to swear when I was seven. Really? Oh, yeah. I don't know what it was. Maybe because, like, you know, my parents would... They wouldn't freak out. They would get, like, upset if I swore. I didn't swear in front of my parents. <laughs> well, I thought you did because you knew it in Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> what Wait, I, I, thought, what? I mean, you weren't like walking around. Hey, your mom, <laughs> these eggs aren't particularly good. Why don't you go fuck your mother? And dad, <laughs> we wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> go fuck your mother. Yeah. Like, wow, Jethro, you're so bad. No, I would, I would not do that. <laughs> yeah, but like, do you remember the first time you did swear? Do you ever like, do you, do you, is that like a memory you have? Cause that's like a memory I have from my childhood. No, I, I don't remember the first time I swear. I, I mean, I remember I went through that phase where I thought swearing was cool. Oh, you know, hell it gives yeah. You power. Like in fourth, fourth or fifth grade, I was swearing like a sailor. Uh, <laughs> and I've cut that down a little, a little bit, bit, but, uh, yeah, it also didn't help, like, becoming infatuated with George Carlin, uh, as far as, like, <laughs> yeah, man, swearing's cool. <laughs> this guy's saying it all the time on stage. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, I think that was, like, the first time, like, for me, like, the same age when I discovered, like, when I just started going, like, yeah, I can swear. The first time I said, like, shit and fuck, and, like, yeah. I just remember, like, being so excited. I was, like, I, was, I felt the exact same way. I just, like, put it into sentence that didn't need it. Oh, yeah. I would just, like, emphasize stuff. Mm-hmm. Going, like, oh, this song is so fucking cool, you'll shit, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll shit your dick fuck. <laughs> when you listen to REO Speedwagon, yeah, yeah, man. You're going to shit out your dick. Yeah. You see, that sentence still makes me laugh. But it's, it just goes to show you how much I've... I've matured a little bit, but it's, it's like... comedy gold. Come yeah, on. poop. Yeah, poop is hilarious. Poop is funny. Yeah, as... Sex... I mean, human bodies in general are just a freaking <laughs> discomfort parade and awkward and weird. Yeah. Uh, just like the weird noises we make with our bodies. Mm-hmm. Like, like <laughs> I remember one time when I was in high school, I was in the library for a class yeah. and I was holding in a fart, but like my stomach was like holding it in. Yeah. Like, it was like rumbling. Yeah. And I was so petrified and so nervous and anxious because mm-hmm. it was just making like, yeah. in my, in my stomach. I'm like rubbing my, I'm like showing my stomach to Jethro. Not, yeah. I'm not lifting up my shirt, but I'm like... Please put your clothes back on, Alex. <laughs> okay. Mm, um, that's actually called borborygmus, uh, when your stomach is gurgling and making those noises. Really? Uh, I, the, and the only reason I know that is because George Carlin again. He did, he did uh, in his Carlin on Campus special, he did a thing about um, you're like in a dentist's office or something, and <laughs> your stomach just starts to make noises and whatnot. Yeah. And at one point, he, he, he made a stomach noise, and he did a much better job than I'm about to do, but he was like, Borborygmi, or something. <laughs> and then years later, I found out that, oh, Borborygmi is, is actually what it's called. What's it called? Borborygmi. I think Borborygmi, yeah. Yeah. I wow. think Borborygmus is the singular. Then you looked it up. I didn't look it up. I just happened, to, <laughs> I happened upon it on the internet, oh, yeah. as one does. Do you constantly look stuff up, like bringing back something we talked about earlier? Like, do you constantly like research stuff? You seem like a guy who like reads up on a lot of stuff. I mean, I I I, I read a lot of nonfiction. I like I like figuring out how the world works. I like learning about history and, and yeah, cool you're a big history that buff. That's another thing I've noticed about you. Uh yeah, I I, I study a fair amount of history. I, I listen to like um, lectures uh, about different hit- historical topics. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 an amazing world, and oh, yeah. we should learn about it. And also, that helps your improv. Like the more that there, there's certainly a phase I went through where I just wanted to study comedy stuff. And then you watch people who just study comedy 
do comedy and and things seem derivative because they are because yeah. they're derived from other comedy like if if the only thing you know is Mr. Show and the state and Monty Python then your yeah. comedy is going to be really derivative but if yeah. you know um, things about you know the Hanseatic League and other economic cooperation institutions in <laughs> Europe uh, in yeah. the like then, then your comedy is going to be more informed. Not that anybody wants to see a, a comedy show about the Hanseatic League. But. Hey, you don't know. Um, we yeah. Put out some feelers. <laughs> uh, right I, on one of the Facebook pages. I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah uh, I mean, g- given given the modest attendance at many of my shows, I'm pretty sure that <laughs> that uh, oh, we want to watch a, a a bloated guy pontificate about uh, <laughs> shit we don't care about. Oh yeah. yeah but yeah, but it's it's a it's a cool world, and you should the, learn more about it. With the more you know about it, the more that can be reflected in your art. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm trying to learn more about. It. Like, I read up on things like I like. I read up a lot about like music. Yeah. Because like I've just noticed, and maybe you've like noticed it too. Like sometimes when like I don't like having a conversation with someone about something like cool, like that you're into, but they can't like really describe why they like it. Yeah. Yeah. They just go like, "Oh, that movie was good. It was so good when they did the thing." Yeah. I kind of like hearing someone like a movie buff talk about movies where they like talk about like. I'm amazed how like so many people know about like editing and like cinematography yeah. or stuff like that. Or like when people like like uh, again, I'm gonna bring him up. Matt Grant. Uh, we're starting a music podcast, but like he has a very like sensitive ear, and he can like point out like when things are mixed really bad or yeah. like certain type of notes people are using. And I find that stuff so interesting. Yeah. It makes a conversation more interesting when like two people like sort of know or like learning to know what they're talking about. Yeah, I, I mean, there's there's stuff that's that's you, you want to find somebody who's like right on the fringe of what you know. Yeah. So that you can you know you have the capacity to sort of extend your knowledge a little bit more in that direction. Oh, definitely. If, if they if they have really in depth knowledge about something that's just vastly out of your uh, <laughs> compass, then it's a little bit more difficult. But. Oh yeah, you could, you're just gonna be asking multiple questions about it. You're not gonna be really like giving any like <laughs> like uh, your opinion. You could, but you you don't have like full knowledge on the subject. Yeah, but it's also something like if it's so far away, it's probably because it doesn't interest me. And like, <laughs> yeah. who's to say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, uh, like what are the th- like? Now that you bring that up, I'm kind of curious. Like, what are like the big interests you have? Like, you have history, or like? Uh, I, I mean, the the I, I have a degree in psychology. Really? Um, yeah. Oh. I, I start. I went to college. Um, I don't know why that. I don't know why that blew me away. Yeah, that's it's. <laughs> It shouldn't. Uh, a, ba- a bachelor's degree in psychology. I'm impressed is, by a lot of things. Is worthless. Yeah. Uh, no, but it, it's it's something like really. I went to uh, to school to study chemical engineering, and then I discovered improv. And my uh, fellow improvisers in college were like, "Hey, we should rehearse three times a week for three hours uh, a night." And really? I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> uh, so I I basically majored in improv, but that wasn't a thing. So I yeah. got a degree in psychology instead. But yeah, I, I mean, I like. I like understanding how the human mind works. I like, um, uh, so anything like pop psychology, cognitive neuroscience, things along those nature, along, along those lines were of that nature. Yeah. I like uh, behavioral economics, um, that kind of stuff. Economic history is interesting. Like the older I get, the more I'm like, oh, money is an important thing to understand. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I would no be better off it, if yeah. I understood it better. Uh, yeah. But yeah. And history in general. I'm not like a big military history guy. Oh, yeah. But... If it's done well, like there's a great podcast, uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Oh yeah, my brother loves that podcast. Yeah. He's right. uh, he's he does an amazing job. And yeah. even though I'm not a, a you know a military historian buff, like he just tells a great story and and yeah. is very well read on the topic that he's discussing. So oh yeah, I mean, um, my dad's a big military guy. Like my dad knows everything about World War II. That's like his big history obsession. Like he can tell you anything you want. Yeah. Even if you don't fully ask him, if you just mention anything World War II related, yeah, there, there are some people who can go like way deep into. Well, you can tell that this is a B fifty two bomber because of the distinctive noise that it makes. Like, oh things, yeah, things my along. dad's the same exact way. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one time, crap, we were watching the Deer Hunter, and it's not a World War II movie, but it's a war movie. And yeah. so, like, I remember like my dad's uh, famous around the household. He'll like if he knows any type of fact in anything, he'll talk about it with you, even if the movie's still playing. Mm-hmm. It's like. You've seen Deer Hunter, right? I have uh, a ways back, yeah. Yeah. Like, in the ending of the movie, when Robert De Niro goes to get Christopher Walken... Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's been... It's been... What? Yeah, I feel bad about it. It's been 40 years. You, you've had a chance to see Deer Hunter, so... <laughs> sorry, kids. But, um, yeah, there's a part where, like, he lands in Vietnam. And, like, when the helicopter's going down, my dad is like, we're watching... This is years ago. And he's like, hear that helicopters? Hear that sound it's making? Like back in that back in that day, 
That was the first time the helicopter ever made that sound. <laughs> I was kind of like, okay, wow. <laughs> this changed the movie for me. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I mean, people, people love to show off what they know. And oh, I'm no yeah. different. I, I do the same kind of shit, just in different <laughs> contexts. Yeah. I've seen you do it a couple times where you just like you just like name out a fact and go like holy shit I've never heard that before. You do that a lot in your comedy. You I've I've noticed you like make like historical references or like uh, religion references a little bit. That's the stuff I'm into. I, I like that stuff. Oh yeah, no, no, I think yeah. it's cool. I mean, uh, like you bring up a lot of authors. Like uh, crap, I remember one time I saw you know. <laughs> Uh, Comedy Royale thing You were doing like the I forget what the name Of the game is Like uh, you do a fairy tale Then people are voted off Yeah Yeah I remember like <laughs> You're like going You're like listing out Like this atheist author Or something Probably like, Christopher Hitchens Christopher, Christopher Hitchens Or some other guy I was like Oh my god I never even knew That person existed Yeah <laughs> That's impressive That's though a wide world Yeah but <laughs> But that I mean That You 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 bring yourself to your comedy in, yeah. in improv, and like the 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 more you know, the the more you can bring to it. And also, like I'm a big advocate for specificity in improv. So oh, yeah. the it, it's it's often less a, a question of what specifics are you bringing than are you bringing specifics. Yeah. Uh, so you, it's not like oh, I need the right specific for this scenario. <laughs> it's like no, just be specific, and then that'll that'll take you on a journey and, and take you to other places. I could have just as easily said Jane Austen rather than Christopher Hitchens, and it would have taken me a different direction. Yeah. It's just I feel more comfortable talking about Christopher <laughs> Hitchens because I've read more of his stuff. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he seems like a very. Uh, did he still write books? Uh, no, because he's dead. He died. He died. He had esophageal cancer, and he. Uh, when did, he, when did he die? Oh, a few years back. Huh. Were you a fan, or did you just like reading his stuff? I mean, so are, is there a difference between the two? <laughs> if I like reading, I mean, there there like were you're intrigued by what he thought. I mean, maybe yeah, you didn't I agree mean, with he everything. Was, he was a definitely throwing a red meat to people who already agreed with him. Yeah, type of guy. He he did a number of um, uh, debates with religious people um, following the publication or running up to the publication of God is not great. Yeah. Um, so he's definitely, uh, but he can also be a hugely arrogant dude. Uh, like he wrote a, a rather uh, notorious essay in Vanity Fair about how women aren't funny. Yeah, I was about but, to yeah. bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he's uh, th- there are certain aspects of, of his writing that I, I I gleefully salivate over, and other stuff of his that I'm like, eh, that's mm. not really my bag. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, do you know what year he died? Because I've like I've just like seen videos of him, and like he's just very. He's very like blunt. Like someone, asked, I remember one time someone oh, asked yeah. him a question. He's just like, "Wow, what a stupid question!" That oh yeah, is. no, yeah. he's 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 very he's very uh, blunt guy. Um, yeah. But but again, some sometimes that's the charm. Like there's there's always the uh, the desire to stop being polite and call a spade a spade. Yeah. Uh, and he was willing to do that. I think that's sometimes what where some of the like the new atheists overplay their hands is that you know. While I completely agree with them that there is no God except the gods that human beings have made, yeah, um, the that doesn't mean that all religion is is stupid and, and useless. Yeah. Like so, they, they overplay their hands a bit and, and can be brusque for the sake of being brusque. But yeah. sometimes, I, I mean, it takes a lot of different perspectives to. So something like atheism, like having that be acceptable in the mainstream, is like very challenging. And when you look at um, public opinion polls, like if you ask people, would you vote for a Democrat? Would you vote for a Republican? Would you vote for a woman? Would you vote for a black person? Would you vote for a Hispanic person? Would you vote for a homosexual? Would you vote for an atheist? Atheist is always at the bottom oh, in really? terms of uh, <laughs> people's willingness to vote for just that demo- demographic. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with the rise of secularity and whatnot, I think it, it takes... You can't always be an accommodating atheist in order to to sort of claim your space in the public sphere. So it takes a lot of different tactics uh, to for that to be a more acceptable way to be. Yeah. And he was definitely his type of tactic. And there are other um, softer, nicer, nicer atheists. The, yeah. Nicer atheists. Yeah. That are, uh, that yeah. Be. Like uh, I'm a pretty lazy atheist because like, yeah, I mean, I, I really am. Like I'm, I mean, you, you know, you don't not go to church every week like you should. <laughs> Yeah, like, um, but like, uh, when I, <laughs> I mean, I'm saying but like uh, a lot. Uh, uh, what I mean by that is, uh, like, my brother became an atheist really young. I had a friend, like, growing up, my best friend growing up was an a- atheist. Like, they read the Bible and they, like, they went through that phase where, like, oh, this is all bullshit. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. How, could they, how could they sell this stuff? They're all mm-hmm. just selling lies, yeah. stuff like that. 
I was just kind of like, yeah, you know. I was like a nervous kid. Where I, go, I don't, I don't know. But then, like years go by, and just like I go, I can't. I just made it. I just came to my own conclusion. I'm going like, I just really don't believe it. Yeah. yeah. And like, uh, well, how old were you when that happened? I, I mean, mean, I I was in college, really. I, I mean, I, I grew up in the Methodist church. My dad was Methodist, and was he a pastor? Or was he just a, no? No, he was just a, a member of the church, sang yeah. in the choir, that kind of thing. Um, but we all went to church. Uh, regularly, and of the, th- I'm the youngest of three boys, and of the three of us, I was the the most religious uh, in school, and I was active in the youth group and everything. And then when I went to college, I realized that oh, I've never examined any of these beliefs. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, oh, there's there there's no method for getting these answers uh, other than that's what my parents taught me. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I love that your idea of being a lazy atheist, lazy atheist is that you haven't read the Bible. Like, you can't be an atheist without having read... <laughs> like, I can't fully agree that unicorns don't exist without having read a book about unicorn uh, biology. And <laughs> See, that's what I thought. Like, he's like, I just... I mean, like, I can not believe in God. Like, that, that's my own personal decision. But, yeah. like, there's, like, there's people out there who go, like, oh, do you know the Bible? Yeah. Like, do you know, like, uh, do you know the stories? Like, how can yeah. you... How can you not believe it if you don't know the material? No. Or, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, but those are those people. So yeah. Just. Yeah. I, I mean, it's. I mean, I highly recommend reading the Bible. It's a, an important thing to understand culturally. Like we yeah. live, we live in a culture that is dominated by Judeo-Christian themes and ideas. So. What did Judeo-Christian mean? Uh, Judeo is Jewish and Christian is Christian. So like oh, okay. th- things that are influenced by both the Old and New Testaments of of the Bible and and. The, like even the way we view you know morality and whatnot has certainly not exclusively but a lot of judeo-christian roots and you know the way the way people think about you know what what is good and what is bad yeah uh, and that's the biggest challenge about why atheists can't be more accepted is that the assumption is well we know what is good and what is bad because the bible tells us or god tells us uh yeah. through through you know church leadership or or directly into our hearts and if you don't believe in god or the church leadership or the Bible, then you have no way of knowing what is good and bad, and therefore you're probably an evil person, and we should not Listen allow to you. you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which yeah. is, of course, all wrong. But <laughs> oh yeah, of course, yeah. Just you know, you feel like as human beings, like there's crazy people out there, but like we have common sense where we know, like, uh, how do I word this? Just like we have common sense to know, like there's certain things, like you shouldn't murder somebody. Just like, yeah, yeah. Like there's common sense to know, like right from wrong, and we shouldn't like. Uh, just because we don't believe in God doesn't mean we don't have like that sense of right and wrong. Yeah, um, it, I mean the 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 whole topic of moral psychology is a fascinating one, uh, and there's some really great books out there. Uh, one one that's been very influential in my thinking is by Jonathan Haidt, um, "Righteous Minds: How Good People Are Divided by Religion and Politics." And then I'm I'm very eager to read some George Lakoff, who talks about, but the idea of like you know, how morality evolved and where we see morality in humans and sort of proto-morality in animals. Like, it's a fascinating uh, topic to study. And I I mean, I know you host a different uh, uh, Evolution of Morality podcast, and we can talk on that. Uh, Definitely, Uh, yeah. yeah. Right after this Deep into the weeds. (laughs) But it's a really interesting topic. And uh, it's, there's, there's always, there's always a way to sort of separate the us from the thems. Yeah. And everybody's trying to carve together moral communities. And that's one of the things that I think religion does provide is a, a it's a it's a great way for people to get together and agree to, hey, let's all be good to each other. Yeah. Um the the challenge then becomes, all right, uh let's all be good to each other. There's often an asterisk like let's all and all only means, you know, this subset of humanity, not the entirety of humanity. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, do you have religious friends? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean I I, I Somebody else being religious does not prevent me from oh, yeah. having a lot of uh, respect positive. for them. Yeah, 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 res- yeah. I mean, it's like Jimmy Carter is a religious dude, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for him as a human being. Like he's, yeah. uh, but it's just something that I, when I've looked at the facts, I don't find that to be a, a particularly uh, correct uh, conclusion to make. Oh, okay. Wow. Damn. Cheers on that. Yeah, that was, that was a nice God. answer. Thank God, I've been able to. <laughs> I know everybody's like, I know Jethro does improv, but let's hear his thoughts about moral psychology. Yeah, <laughs> it's fr- it's time that we heard your side of the story. It's time that we heard your opinion. We re- yeah, we've danced around <laughs> it for too long. I'm going to be uh, starting a uh, a moral psychology theater uh, where we just. <laughs>
It's, oh, wait, it's already failed. It's just, <laughs> it, it lasted. It burned down. Yeah, the yeah. half-life was 30 <laughs> seconds. Not even. Oh, yeah. Some good shows, though. Um, but like, is your family still religious? Um, my dad is. Uh, my mom is a Unitarian, which is like church without the God. Um, so she still goes to a Unitarian church. My dad goes to a Methodist church. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, was there any backlash of you saying, like, hey, I don't believe in God? Or? No. I was afraid to tell him uh, forever, um, but my mom mentioned it one day. Like, we were, she, we were at an IHOP. They were visiting me at college, <laughs> and she was like, oh, my, our, our atheist kid. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> you know? Uh, so I was, yeah. I was outed. Um, but, yeah, I've, I, I, I was like, oh, I could bring up this thing, which potentially could have conflict, or I could not talk about it forever. Yeah, just have and it bottled inside. That is how brave I am. <laughs> yeah. It's good that you, yeah, you did it at IHOP, though. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's the place for such discussions. <laughs> it's a great restaurant. It, it, it was. <laughs> I, used well, to, I mean, it's, it's an okay restaurant. <laughs> I thought something bad happened. No, no, no. I, I just, I've, I've, gone, I've grown in my love of pancakes in, in ways that are beyond what IHOP can give me. <laughs> what do you mean? Like uh, you're you like you love them even more, or you? I mean, I love pancakes. They're one of the. I don't cook a lot, um, <laughs> but pancakes are like my go-to. Like, oh, we've got company in town. I'll make pancakes, or uh, you know, uh, that kind of thing. So I, I've, I've, I've taken pancakes to far more interesting places. <laughs> and now, when I look back on IHOP, I'm like, ugh, that's mainstream pancake garbage. Oh, really? You're like a hipster with pancakes. Yeah, I like a good artisanal. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> pancake. Yeah, <laughs> you're off the grid with pancakes. It's true. Like what? Like what's a, like a dish you've made? Um, a pancake dish? Yeah. I mean, I make pancakes. <laughs> like, do you mix stuff in them? Like, I'm not gonna give away my pancake <laughs> secrets on your podcast. I don't have to give you the. No, I, I, I we'll use like mashed up bananas in Ooh. them. We use real uh, maple syrup, which is fantastic. Real maple syrup. Yeah, like as opposed to like log cabin or Mrs. Butterworth's, which is mostly high fructose corn syrup. Okay, like where do you get real maple syrup? How um, is real maple syrup? There is a little store called Costco. <laughs> uh, and also Giant Eagle and also most other stores. They sell it in the syrup aisle. Yeah. It's just crazy expensive. Oh, really? Yeah. But it's it's like okay. once you once you get hooked on it, you'll never go back to the other stuff. Other stuff, yeah. 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 Were we going to talk about improv? <laughs> No, I like the pancake talk. Okay, no, cool. no, All right. no, because now like oh, I paused. Hour so three of pancake, pancake talk, talk with Jethro. <laughs> okay, we got a couple callers in. Uh, excuse me, Jethro. I, I like the Mrs. Butterworth. What are you talking about? Well, you're a fool. You're a fool for liking <laughs> Mr. Butterworth. Next caller. <laughs> but like, I'm just like thinking about that, like, because I grew up like in the suburbs, so everything was like you know, and we didn't have like go oh, like the real thing. We just had like okay, here you go. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, no, like, no. that was like what we grew up on. That was just oh like, absolutely, and I grew up on it as well. Like yeah. I, I mean, I remember when I used to think Olive Garden was the fanciest restaurant oh, in the world. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'll, if you take somebody to Olive Garden, that is a big deal. Yeah, and yeah. now I realize, oh, it's just shitty pasta. <laughs> <laughs> it's really and like the inside of an Olive Garden is so fancy. Like oh, you, yeah. think, you think it's gonna be more expensive than it actually is because oh. the how the the way it looks. Yeah, yeah. But then you go like, oh yeah, I'm in the middle of a plaza in the suburbs. Yeah. And I, I try <laughs> to realize like, oh, like I mean, I, my parents did what 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 I've certainly done, and what a lot of parents do is like take go to the suburbs and take your children and and put them in good schools and protect them from anything remotely unique. But <laughs> also like I, if my parents ever went out to a really nice restaurant, they certainly weren't taking the kids. Oh, like yeah. well, it would be wasted on me. Like as oh, a, yeah. I was a very picky eater too. That's Are you still a picky eater? Or? Um not, you're, not so much. You're a vegan now. Uh, right? I'm a vegetarian, but I'm a bad vegetarian. I'm like a uh, I'm 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 proving that vegetarianism need not be healthy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, I do. You don't eat any meat. I don't eat meat. I eat. I sorry. Asterisk. I eat. I'm a pescatarian, oh, so I eat, eat fish. But eat most fish. people, when you say you're a pescatarian, they roll their eyes even more than when you say you're a vegetarian. It's like you're still eating an animal. Yeah. Oh no, I'm all for killing animals. <laughs> uh, I just don't eat them. Yeah. I, uh, like when did you start? Were you always a vegetarian? Or was I, like... I gave. I went through a period in college. College was like great experimentation phase uh <laughs> as it is for many but i gave up meat for a year just to see if i could do it and then when i went back on meat i was like nah, i kind of like the way i felt uh when i wasn't eating meat so i just yeah stuck like you know like, i don't think i've ever like really had like vegetarian stuff all i can like 
This, like this is my like zero percent like uh, knowledge of vegetarian meals. Like I just think it's like a lot of like tofu, and like vegan version of meat products. Like, that, yeah, and that's why I'm a bad vegetarian because that's exactly what I eat. I, I eat like a lot of hey, if you like this meat thing, here's a veggie version of it, <laughs> like uh, a veggie hot dog. A yeah. veg- you have like a like isn't that like the veggie burger like black bean burger? Yeah, there are loads. There there are so many different. We live in a golden age of veggie burgers. Uh, there's so many <laughs> new and exciting things happening on the veggie burger front. Oh yeah, but I'm less. I can tell you're excited about it. Yeah, I I, I mean, <laughs> sorry, I, I can't. My natural, uh, my default is smartass. So everything comes across with just a, I don't believe anything kind of patina to it. Yeah, I remember one time you did give me a little like, uh, I took a, cl- uh, I think it was like your 302 class, the advanced long form. I remember you gave me a little like. Uh, I think I was asking about like where you work, and you gave me a little like smartass, like uh, reply, because I was I think I was uh, trying to joke around with you, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, what do you do? And you like told me what you told me earlier, and I was like, ooh, that sounds fancy. And you're like, yeah, better than getting poked in the eye with a sharp stick. Yeah, yeah. I was like, is that a phrase you learned when you were a kid? Um, <laughs> I don't remember if it, when I was a kid, but it's definitely a, a phrase that I've heard. <laughs> Uh, and deploy occasionally. Oh yeah, this just sounds like uh, <laughs> like when you said that. That actually like I was like thinking about like wow, I've never heard that before. Well, <laughs> I'm happy to to spread the the joy of that phrase to you and now to the, the uh, presumably who, thousands of listeners. Oh to this yeah, podcast. I don't know who listens to this podcast. I mean, I've heard about some people told me that. Do, do you listen to it? Uh, like, do I, you so? You don't edit these. You just Woody Drennan uh, okay, edits Woody. these. Uh, okay. But like when it comes out, I maybe listen to like bits and pieces of it. Uh, one because I really like um, the intro music that Greg Kulik. Yeah. He's on Joystick. Um, he offered a song he made to me for yeah. the intro. I really like that and how it just goes into the conversation. Yeah. And there's bits and pieces. Like there's episodes I've gone back to. Like um, I talked to uh, Lori Bolowitz, who's mm-hmm. on The Well with Strangers. We yeah. had a really co- good conversation. I've listened back to uh, the one I did with Vanessa St. Clair. Also listened to, eh, see, you put your head away when you coughed. Yeah, and then <laughs> nobody would have known about it, but <laughs> but you brought it up. <laughs> I know, I just wanted to say it was a yeah. good job. By the way, I think it was great that you just stepped away from the mic while you took a shit. That was <laughs> a good choice on your part. Well, also, again, please put your shirt back on. It's okay, very well, sorry. I thought you wanted to look at my chest. Mm, no, no one... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, a lot of a lot of people think that, and they're all wrong. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll believe you. But like, <laughs> the shit, in, shit, and my chest aside. Uh, <laughs> aside from that, yeah, uh, <laughs> I've listened to like yeah the Lori one, the Vanessa St. Clair one. I also listened back to. Um, I don't like listening to myself, but there are times where I go like, okay, how do I like uh, work on this podcast? So I try to listen to myself, and it's kind of. Agonizing, like I listened to the one I did with Anna C. Riley because I really like that one. Yeah. That was a really good talk. Uh, that was just a good talk because it was just like, oh, I never got to know you, and I cleared some stuff up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like that's like my whole thing. Because like I, like before I did therapy and took medication, I just had like that mind, especially going into like improv, yeah. where I just thought like, oh my god, everyone's like getting along and mm. doing shit and. <laughs> Not doing shit, but just like yeah. uh, stuff. Stuff. Yeah. yeah uh, for the people who are offended by the word shit. Um, but like, you know, a community, yeah. I guess you'd just say. Yeah. So I just got really in my head if I like uh, did a scene bad or just like, yeah. you know, if I was out and yeah. about with people. It's hard. Yeah. And like, um, like how you're talking about like how you're very nervous around like crowds of people. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, I'm the same way. It's something I'm working on. I'm still bad at it, but like I've, I've gotten like way better. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, just. Uh, I still get in my head sometimes. Sometimes I like I've learned that a lot of people in our community are super anxious yeah. human beings, and just uh, there's still some times where I get confused with ang- anxiety with like being arrogant. Go yeah. like, oh, why is that person not talking to me? Or yeah, uh, but you know, it's like just something I'm working on. Just like because like there are times where I thought like a bunch of people in the community didn't like me. Yeah, like to immediately where my anxiety went, yeah. just going like, "Oh, this person just doesn't like me." Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I mean, there there's a a woman that I went to high school with, and she's just a quiet person, and I always read her 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 silence as disapproval of me. Really? And like, 
totally not true. Like she, she liked me fine. Uh, we were in a, you know, a, a, a group of friends and, and she, you know, occasionally would disabuse me of my false notions that she didn't like me. And I'm like, okay, cool. It, <laughs> but it, it, but it's just one of those things where like our, our brains are again, great at coming up with horrible shit. That's not true. Yeah. Uh, because we're always, you know, trying to mitigate and, and with social media now it's, I, uh, I can only imagine that it, that growing up with social media is way worse. Oh hell than yeah! Not. Yeah, I mean it's it's too addicting. I don't like it. Yeah, I t- yeah. I recently took the the Facebook and Twitter apps off my phone. It was uh, getting too much. Well, I mean, last year I I turned off the notifications for them, so I'm like I'll check in when I check in, and that's that. But I don't need my I don't need Facebook telling me when to check Facebook. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and then I uh, I took them off my phone because I'm like it's it's too much and yeah. I'd be much better off spending my time literally doing anything else. <laughs> yeah. Life's too short. And also, like, you know, yeah. you have stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> I do have stuff, stuff to, to do. do. Yeah. Like, um, hmm. <laughs> I wanted to bring something else up to you. Bring it up. Because, <laughs> like, um, I talked about, like, the whole talking to you at Say Day thing. Yeah. And, like, um, and how, I, 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 how I scarred you forever. Yeah. And, like, how you just ruined me. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> What you throw do. you on the broken pile of humanity <laughs> with the others. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I appreciate how comfortable you are with it. I, mean, yeah, I know who I am. <laughs> no hiding anymore. That's right. Yeah, I had this weird assumption with you. I, I, I quickly realized that it wasn't true, but I had, just, I had this weird assumption with you that I want to share with you because I can't wait. I find it silly. Okay. Yeah. Fire away. I had this. <laughs> I'm gonna start laughing. I, like for a little bit of time when I first started, I thought you didn't like hanging out with guys. I thought I didn't like hanging out with the guys. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were just like, uh, you worked, you did comedy, then you just went home. I thought you weren't like, you know, one of the guys. You didn't like... <laughs> like with men specifically or with people? Are yeah, you with, with, with men. men. With okay. men, like, like a group of guys. I don't know why I thought that. No, well, I mean, like when I am done at... Like I'm just tired. I'm old. I'm 45. I'm tired. Uh, my, my life... The, the percentage of, the if you look at a pie chart of stuff that I get to pick that is exclusively for me and no one else, yeah. it's an ever-diminishing slice of the pie. Like, yeah. there's stuff that we've got to do for to keep the arcade up and running. There's of stuff course. that, you know, I coach, I teach, I got a kid uh, who I'm crazy about and want to provide for. Uh, oh, yeah. I've got a day job. Like, so I'm tip <laughs> generally just exhausted. Uh, yeah. And I also have <laughs> a thousand things on my mind. So I, I certainly enjoy hanging out with folks. But I it's also <laughs> one of those things where, like, you know, it happens as you get older and, you know, if you have kids, like, it changes your your flow through life. Oh, and definitely. It's one of those things where, like, I love playing poker uh, with a group of dudes, but I do it maybe once or twice a year. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember walking in on you doing that. <laughs> playing poker with a bunch of dudes? <laughs> yeah. Okay. When did uh, you walk in on me playing poker? Uh, I think I was doing a beta stage thing. Okay. Yeah. And it, I think it was, like, your birthday or something. Oh, it was like when I first started, and you were all just like you were playing with. See, like this killed my rumor of like thinking you didn't hang out with the guys. Yeah, <laughs> is it just because I didn't hang out with you? you we yeah, like, oh. I was jealous. I was like, well, why didn't oh. Jethro like me? Yeah, let's go to IHOP sometime. Never. <laughs> Never. Yeah, but just I just remember like I walked in, you're like playing poker with a bunch of like uh, improv people, and you're like, hey, you guys playing poker? It was like, oh, have you ever? It was like, you're like, hey, have you ever played before? I was like, no. And then like, oh, come on, play. And I was like, ah. Ha, ha. Uh, we'll win your money. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever won big in poker? Have you ever done like tor- tournaments or yeah, whatever? Yeah, I, I mean, I, whenever I go to Las Vegas, I, I play tournaments there. Yeah, don't you go there for work? Uh, yeah, there, there's a work events there periodically. I'll yeah. go and play a bunch of poker. I, it's really low stakes. It's like a, a you know fifty dollar <laughs> tournament that I'll play. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever done big stakes? You've never done that. No, tours. No. Yeah, because you're like, you have a family and you yeah. own a theater. So yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm and I'm also cheap. Like I, I oh really? Oh yeah. I I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't feel good losing like several hundred dollars, even though like in the scheme of things, like where I'm at now, several hundred dollars would not make a difference in, in my life. Ooh. Uh, not to brag. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, w- I just wouldn't be able to enjoy if it, if it meant like, you know, I'm spending hundreds of dollars an hour playing poker. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's not, I play for entertainment and being able to say I won was nice, but it's not yeah. a, a huge <laughs> part of my, uh, my net worth, my poker winnings. Oh yeah, like you never won big. You never won a ton of money. I mean, money. I've won a few hundred dollars at, at tournaments, but I don't. I play incredibly low stakes. So. Oh yeah, so you never won like yeah. You're like oh thanks. <laughs> I never won like yeah. On I mean, I've had I've had the thrill of victory, but I'm trying to translate your your guttural scream into a precise dollar figure where you 
Where <laughs> no. you, never, you were never like hell yeah, but you're no. just like oh you're just like thank I you. I mean I've I've, had, I've said hell yeah when like I get a, a crazy lucky suck out uh, on a card, but <laughs> what's that, a suck out? Uh, when you when you have so if we're playing poker and you have the better hand, uh, yeah. and I get uh, a card that I need that is statistically unlikely to appear yeah. and allows me to win, that's a suck out. Oh okay. And you, you have you done a whole hell yeah, woo? Not that exactly, <laughs> but I also generally think it's poor form to like celebrate right in front of the dude that just lost. <laughs> Ooh, boy, I bet that hurts you financially, poker player. Ha ha. <laughs> Back to Michigan for you, Thomas. Ooh, wow! See now, now I know who you won against. Yeah, there you go, Thomas from Michigan. That's right. There, how many can there be? <laughs> Small amount. Oh uh, yeah, but it's uh, true. I mean, hmm. Crap. I think of like yeah, that's all the assumptions I've made about you. Those, oh, are, those, those two things. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I. I now, is it now time for me to reveal the assumptions I had about you? Do you did you actually have assumptions about uh, me? No, I was just gonna oh, do bits. Okay. I was I was gonna I was gonna get excited. No, I. <laughs> you didn't have to reveal anything. No, I I, I didn't have any assumptions. <laughs> I was just gonna make a joke. Oh, what was the joke? Uh, like you're half gargoyle, something like that. I, I am half gargoyle. You, oh, <laughs> I was raised by gargoyles. Your wingspan is incredible. Oh yeah, you see. Yeah, well, you let me put my shirt back on, so yeah. You, <laughs> you know the boy who was raised by wolves. I was raised uh, by gargoyles. Nice. <laughs> I know two boys who were raised by wolves. Really? Romulus and Remus. Is that a reference from something? It is. It's what? a reference to the founders of Rome. See, I can't help myself. <laughs> I can't stop. See? I can't turn me off. Okay, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Do you know a lot about Rome? Uh, no, not a lot. Oh, no? You're just a little bit? I just, it's, my, it's my Raised by Wolves go-to <laughs> reference. You said Raised by Wolves. My brain went, oh, I have a file on that. <laughs> it's a pretty skimpy one. <laughs> uh... I was impressed. And you know, immediately, you know, in my mind, what? I immediately forgot what those people's names were. Romulus and Remus. Oh, okay. Well, one of them is na- Rome is named after. So Romulus should be. The only reason I know is because my grandfather had a little statue that he got on travel uh, in Italy. Yeah. Um, and it's the two uh, twin boys suckling at the she wolf that raised them. Suckling? Yes. Oh, really? Drinking milk from the. Woman's boobs. Teat. Not well. In this case, not a woman, but a wolf. A wolf. A, wo- a wolf teat. A wolf teat. Yeah. He had that in his house. Yeah. Yeah. And I always thought it was really weird. <laughs> I'm like, why, Grandpa? Why do you have a wolf nursing two infants? It's like, don't ask. Yeah. Mind your business, boy. <laughs> Hell yeah. You you got you got your kink. I got mine. <laughs> I like this stuff. Don't ask. That's, by the way, that's not at all representative of my grandfather's voice or <laughs> demeanor generally. Oh shit! I didn't sound exactly like him. No, no, no I was saying my impersonation. Uh-uh. <laughs> Um, I mean, uh, okay, so do you go home a lot to Georgia? Uh, no. Uh, my, my family uh, lives in Texas now. Oh, Texas, uh, my, my parents, Texas. I sh- That's I should say, right, Texas. My parents live in Texas and my brothers live in Texas. I have uh, aunts in uh, Georgia that I yeah. visit occasionally, but. Yeah, don't you go up to Texas? That's right. I forgot. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> oh, I, I, I mean, I go thank there you, periodically, yeah. but um, not all the time. Uh, we, we. They come up here sometimes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, this last Thanksgiving, my brother and his wife and their daughter and my parents all came up for really? Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, everyone gets along? It was, it was fun. It was <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, it's okay. It's nice. Yeah. It's family stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, I, I think there's always, uh, I'm not even going to go into this. Oh, you're not going to go into <laughs> no, no, I mean, you don't I, have like, to if you don't they, want they to. They might listen to it, and I, I don't want to appear to be saying anything. That, like, my family is fine. We get along fine. Uh, yeah. But you know, there's always I think <laughs> uh, when you get a lot of people in a house who are not used to being in that house, they, there can be friction. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah also, like, I'm an incredibly difficult person to get along with. Really? Oh yeah. I, I'm, I, I've had a ball. Oh well, I'm, that's because I'm working really hard not to appear like a jerk. Uh, oh really? How no. do you? Uh, what, what do you do that's so jerky? Now that you brought it up. I mean, I share my unsolicited opinions uh, with greater frequency than is necessary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm also naturally a contrarian, so like I really like a good argument and or discussion. Oh, really? Like, to try to f- figure things out, and you know, it's for me like it. If a new idea is going to get in my head, then it's got to do battle with the idea that's already in there. Yeah. And 
it can be exhausting to deal with that, uh, <laughs> as I'm sure Christy could tell you, uh, or Maddie. Uh, but yeah, it's. Do you get in debates with your daughter? Like uh... sometimes. Oh really? Yeah, sometimes. Not. I, I mean, my daughter's also at an age where she still um, reveres me more than she should. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, per- perhaps. Like no, yeah. we we have a really a really good relationship. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm very lucky with that. But uh, I, I think that I get. Uh, a little flack with her, uh, sorry, a little slack from her because I'm her daddy. Yeah. Um, more so than uh, I would otherwise. But I mean, there, there are occasionally times we have debates, but mostly it's just discussions. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a good thing for a family. It is. It yeah. Is. Yeah. I'm very fortunate. <laughs> that's good. Like, uh, is it like just all round discussions about stuff or just no i mean well i, I like talking about the world and, and why things are the way they are and, and yeah. trying to figure stuff out and yeah she, <laughs> not a lot of people do the, that though that's why like i think that's interesting though like because not a lot of people do that like yeah. you know well th- there are very few people who want to listen to me talk about that <laughs> stuff so <laughs> madeline is is the is the recipient of of more of that than uh like uh, i'm sure chrissy is like all right i get it jethro you, you read a book yeah. and you have a, you want to talk about a thing uh, yeah <laughs> uh, like we like if you're like driving maddie to a friend's house do you go like okay here's what i learned about the byzantine empire uh <laughs> n- no i mean often i'll start with a question uh from her perspective like why do people do x and i'll and i'll say well like here here's here's how i tr- here's how i try to understand it uh here's what i've learned but you know yeah, yeah. oh wow that's cool. Like, have like, a kid, Alex. Have <laughs> a kid. I'll do it right now. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. Oh yeah. Boop. All right. There's my baby. Yeah. See, like people are gonna. There's gonna be like one person who hears <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> my baby sounds exactly like Jethro. Quick, get a she wolf in here. <laughs> Nurse that kid. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I got. Okay. I gotta tell you. <laughs> I think we gotta end it on that note with she wolf breastfeeding. They're young. Yeah. yeah. I mean, could, could it, it's, it's, yeah, that, that's pretty much the final note. I'm, I'm surprised how little we talked about improv. Yeah. Cause I like, you know, here's, here's my thing. What's your thing? Uh, I like improv. I like getting people's like perspectives on it. I don't like talking about the entire time that I'm talking to somebody. All right. That's like my whole thing. That's totally fair. Yeah. Cause like, I'll, I mean, I'll ask somebody who's like been doing it a long time, like, Oh, what do you think I could be doing better? Or, but if like if that's the whole thing we're talking about, I I just how my mind works. Like, mm. like I'm not really getting to know this person. It's a fair point. Yeah, I'm like, there's so many people I've met in the community so far where I just go like, wow, oh, I still don't really know that person. And I can't know everybody, but I'm just like, yeah, all I've talked about is just like all I've ever done is like, hey, good show, or hey, like you know, wow, that was cool. so funny you did that. But like, I like getting to know people on different levels. There you go, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah, it's so good. I'm so happy you decided to do this. Like, I've never really like had like a full on long conversation with you. Well, and now you have. I have. Well, yeah. thank you very much, Alex. It's a great pleasure to be asked. And uh, of course. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why I said of course. No, that's okay. <laughs> I, you can you can just let that go. You can be like, oh, of course. Like, because I took it as of course. I'm happy to ask you. Not of course. Uh, I'm awesome to talk to. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, welcome. thank you. But yeah, it was a pleasure talking to you. Cleared some stuff up. Thank, yeah, thank God. <laughs> we got that she-wolf shit. Oh, out of the way. Straight. Oh, my God. Now I can finally sleep at night. All right. Thank you, Jethro. Thank you. You have been listening to Unplanned Comedy Pods, a podcast collective.